This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's all about the dogs here on Dukes and Bell. And why wouldn't it be? What a beatdown last night. I mean, it was so much fun. You and I, we were talking off the air. And, you know, you if you're a Georgia fan, obviously these are glorious days to be living in. But if you're a fan of another team, the only thing I could equate it to, years ago, Death Valley, Florida State gets up on like three scores on Clemson, like in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And that's about it. Because every other game of every team I've ever rooted for has always been a nail-biter. I don't ever remember not sweating it out with my team till the last pitch, last out, last field goal, last whatever. But in this case, it just it's a testament to the coaching job and, and everything coming together. And I, I read the uh, Fort Worth stories at the Telegram today just to see what they were saying. They were just like, just got to tip your cap. And, you know, and they, Brendan Combs doesn't diminish what TCU accomplished. But, man, you got to wear that one around your neck for the rest of your life too. Well, here's the, the advantage of a game like last night. If TCU, if you thought TCU, right, becomes the team that is now going to represent the Big 12 moving forward, and they're in the same houses and the same recruiting circles as Georgia, I'm not telling you they're not going to get kids, because you will. But those elite guys, watch that last night. Those elite guys, and I tweeted this out last night, are wanting to be dogs. Those elite guys, this is how Kirby just is going to continue to reload. That's why you didn't let your foot off the gas pedal last night. And when you're in those rooms and you go, well, Coach, you know, TCU, TCU, it shouldn't even be a conversation. And that, Mike, it gives you an an, an unfair advantage. Alabama's had this for a long time where Nick doesn't even have to do anything. He's not even recruiting guys. He just picks up the phone and closes. You're coming? Okay, great. And hangs Mm -hmm. up. They've done this for a long time. And Georgia now, I think, Mike, with the way that they've done this for the last, you know, six years and being in these championship games – it makes it easier for you. You don't have to work as hard. Now, all I could think of last night, watching that game, talking to my buddies around the country, it, it just there's such a swagger and such a coolness to your point about Georgia. It almost reminds you of when Miami, the, the U, 
That was my example last night. Kicking butt and taking names. And that's exactly where I I would go with use that example as well. I mean, you look at the machine. You look at the coolness factor. You look at everything else. You know, name image likeness. Everyone thought that would ruin football. No, I mean, the SEC is still top dog. It's just a matter of how other teams are going to pivot and get that big recruiting class in. TCU has raised the profile. But, again, you said it. The Big 12 loses Oklahoma and Texas in two seasons. And that's another thing. Georgia's schedule out of conference is freaking easy because the SEC made them drop Oklahoma for next year. So, I mean, in addition to what you're bringing back, yeah. you got it pretty easy out of conference. Through no fault of your own, the SEC said because we're going to conference play soon enough, you're going to have to drop Oklahoma. It, it is extremely easy. It, it's it's ridiculous. And, and I don't Ball wanna, State is who they picked up. Yeah, I don't want to focus on it right now. I want to enjoy this moment, but it, it is ridiculous uh, what the dogs are going to do. I want you to hear Kirby Smart. We're going to get to an NFL blitz. There is a story we have to talk about. You know, we, we say in the moment, right, it's like, oh, nobody's talking and – you know, we, we kind of wonder if we ever get the real story. But when the Bills and Bengals almost resumed play and Joe Buck was like, they've been given five minutes and everybody was like perplexed about it. Uh, there is a story out about what was going on and kind of what went down. We're going to get to that as part of our NFL Blitz. But this is Kirby Mike talking about the biggest challenge for Georgia right now. The biggest challenge is the same thing it is in all of the world. The world we live in today, it's society we live in, entitlement. So the minute that you think you're entitled to, to winning games and, and you don't have to work hard, Coach Dykes and I were talking about it, you know, the, the uphill battle for those guys is you think that you just inherit success. And uh, I personally think next year is going to be a much, much more difficult challenge over this year because we had so many guys leaving last year. Uh, we got a lot of guys coming back. I love the stuff about entitlement. Talking about entitlement is the biggest culture killer and again, with the commuters coming back, avoiding that. And that's the thing, Carl. How do you stay where you've got the, the, the combination of guys that are building to a goal, that are buying into what you're selling and not having that creep into your program? Because that, as he said, would be the killer. I think for Kirby it's easy, but I think this is something that applies to life, as he said. Nobody thinks that their job's in jeopardy. Like, people aren't gunning for them. So you take it easy. So you don't do as much as you should. You become lazy. You don't put in the work. You know what happens with Kirby? You're off the field, next guy's in, and he's getting reps. Or you're getting called out on national TV even if you come from behind. But, but <laughs> you your, job is, accountability. your yeah. job is always at jeopardy, yeah. Mike. There's no guarantee you're starting just because you're a five-star. I got a bunch of those guys. And I think that entitlement thing is you're going to come in here and you're going to earn it just like everybody else. I think that's why we respect Stetson Bennett. But I also think that's – that's how you keep – you don't just anoint guys. He's our guy and he's a starter. And I don't care how bad he plays or how, how bad he practices. You can't do that. You have to let guys earn it. And when they do, Mike, that's when you get the best out of them. That's when you get last night. That's what I think Kirby does right now probably better than anybody. But we this, know Nick's done it. Yeah, but this is the thing. People tell you – again, you, you read all these columns, you know, when they went to – oh, NIL is going to kill football. How are you going to have a kid that listen to a coach – Again, you, first off, you got to recruit the right student-athlete. You just touched on it, and you create that culture. Now, it's, it's easier said than done. If everyone could do it, they would. But in this day and age where a, a quarterback could go, well, crap, I'm not getting the – I'm out. You know, the transfer portal is created. In some cases, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a hindrance for some programs. But in other schools, you're using it to your advantage. And, and Kirby is, again, it's all about the culture and the kids buying in. And you and I have always said it. It doesn't matter if the sports writers buy it as long as those 18, 19, to 20-year-old kids buy it. Yeah, and I don't think – the other part of this is I don't think, you know, he now is at a place, but I think he, when he came there, he was like this. You want to be here? Don't be here. 
Right. This is going to happen, and we're going to win with or without you. I don't care who you are. Justin Fields, love you. Think about it. JT Daniels, really want you to come. This is going to happen whether you're here or not. And I think when you have that attitude, Mike, that changes the approach of, well, coach, you know what? The kid's unhappy. He might leave. Okay. <laughs> Adios. That, that, that doesn't it's stop like, the show. Yeah, it's the old, uh, what's the commercial? Doritos will make more, right? We'll find somebody else. Yeah. I, and, the, and the NIL thing, by the way, if coaches that are going to allow NIL to run their programs, Mike, they will not be successful. Correct. But, again, that, that's Georgia right now is in set. That's why, again, we've said it a million times, where you're at right now. If this is a battlefield in college football, you got the high ground. And, look, Saban's coming back. We get that. And, and you know, Alabama fans, they got some decisions though, to make about their coaching staff. We'll talk about that. You hope that you don't lose Mulk, uh, Todd Munkin. You, you, want, you want to keep everything in place. And the, the Schumann-Muschamp dynamic, mm-hmm. that thing works. And all these great coaches. So, you hope that this is. But that's the only thing which hurts you. Bobby Bowden lost his assistance. Dabo lost his assistance. Saban now is finally losing assistance or got guys plugged in, which not everybody in the fan base is buying into. And you haven't heard that for 15 years in Alabama. No doubt. More on the dogs coming up right now. Let's get to an NFL blue. Welcome to the NFL. Dukes and Bell. The report claims that Troy Vincent was to blame for the Bills-Bengals almost resuming play a week or so ago in that Monday night football. ESPN tiptoed around the prospect of basically, hey, they're going to come back, they're going to warm up, and everybody was like, where is this coming from? Mike, Troy Vincent is an NFL executive. He's VP of football operations. He was the guy, again, that I said we heard from at midnight that night. Mm -hmm. We didn't hear from Roger Goodell. What do you make of this report that he was the reason, or at least claims this story, that Troy Vincent was to blame that they almost started this game again? Yeah, and again, I've never understood how a guy can go for working for the man to becoming the man. And some folks down in Miami have felt kind of that way about Troy Vincent in particular. Yeah, the, the story, the five minutes thing, you get five minutes, that got out because the, the, the uh, official analyst for ESPN was talking to his ref buddies, and that came out. And then later on, we find out that, yeah, Vincent was pushing him to start, and then, of course, he denies everything. And as I told you, and I was arguing with Wes a few uh, last week, that the players and the coaches, they were the guys that made this decision. And then the NFL had to pivot to make it sound like they were on board with it, and that's what you're seeing. Because it sounds like Troy Vincent was like, yeah, they got to get back out there and play. So the report is the league didn't cancel this game. The Bills and Bengals did. Right. That's the report. Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott and their players, That's those are the guys that made this happen. Um... Of course, Troy Vincent is denying that this is true. He's saying, of course, everything that had happened came from the league. Of where else would it have come from, et cetera. But unprecedented situation, man. And I don't know who's telling the truth, who's not. What mm. I do know is ultimately the right decision was made. There's no way they could have played that game. And I just think from a PR standpoint, you know, Roger Goodell would like to have you believe that they've got compassion. No, they, they're looking at a big national TV audience. And they're trying to get this game in, not to mention – the, the aside of all the scheduling conflicts and how are you going to resolve this, but at the time it was. It was, you know what? Human beings made decisions, not a corporate entity. It was human beings, the coaches. These are the guys that said, no, it's not happening. NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMen'sMedical.com Let's hear from Sean McDermott talking about getting DeMar Hamlin back. What a job the, the team of docs and the medical team did out in Cincinnati. And, uh, and now he's in, in great care here in Buffalo. We're happy to have him back. He's doing well and a little bit tired, but uh, it was good to, good to see him in person for the first time in, in a while. 
Yeah, not quite home yet, he said on Twitter, talking about Hamlin. Still got a few more tests. He's got to pass Carl before they'll let him go home. But if it goes well, he might even get to go home by today. It's unbelievable. It just is. It's a blessing, man. Mm. Aaron Rodgers says he could walk away from the money, Mike. Do you believe him? <laughs> go smoke peyote out there with this what's-her-face in Sedona. I mean, look, he's a strange cat. I don't know. But now we get the same crap as we said yesterday that Brett Favre used to pull. To be or not to be, he's going to sit there and make them twist in the wind. At some point, you wonder when the management of the Packers say, all right, adios, pal. And, but then again, Jordan Love is an unproven quantity. Yes, he is. You don't have a plan. Yeah. Aaron, are you going to walk away from the money? I don't mean to be crass asking you this, but here we go. Um, <laughs> could you really walk away from that? From that contract, I mean, that's an enormous amount of money, and you guaranteed it, I was, I'm was, i assuming, for a reason. You asked for it to be guaranteed for a reason. Yes. Money is energy, and uh, I have made a ton of it, and I'm very thankful for this organization, uh, the generational wealth that they've uh, offered me. Hopefully feel like that I've earned a lot of it. But, yeah, for sure. I, I can definitely walk away from that. Okay. He's banked enough, Carl. Money man, is energy. And, man, uh, you crazy. Money is energy. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. It gives you the energy to do other things. But come on. I mean, look. 50 million? But again, but let's also remember. Who is he, Dave Chappelle? But remember this. Every Money NFL energy, player. Yeah. And every NFL player from the worst to the best goes through this crap after they've been beat up for 17 weeks of football. They all have that moment, Carl. I don't think I'm coming back. And then they kick it. On vacation, wherever he kicks it, and he comes to his senses and he'll come back for the money next year. But right now... The generational wealth. Yes, you get these... Everybody does this. The guys that can will walk away. A lot of guys can't. Wow. I'll tell you who uh, that should walk away, but he's not because he's young and he still believes in himself. I don't know if the organization believes in him, and that is Zach Wilson, Mike, and he plans on making his life as a quarterback in the NFL. Mm. I'm going to make that dude's life hell in practice every day. I'm going to go out there and do my best to just show the coaches that I deserve to be there. And it's not in a negative way. It's a positive way. It's making everybody else, you know, better, hopefully. And, and you go out there and you just attack every single day. I see your future. This is the XFL. <laughs> I think you're going to be a nice Tampa Bay bandit someday. Maybe a Birmingham stallion. He was asked about a quarterback competition. Mm-hmm. That's I'm going to make that, that dude's life hell in practice. That's where he's commenting about. That's right. what. It, and so, are the Jets going to bring in somebody else? Well, first of all, we, that guy might be Mike White. Yeah. All right, and you didn't play as well as he did this year, but that's where hey. he was saying, "I'm going to make the other guys' life a well, little." You you alluded to this after he got kind of screwed over by the Raiders. I think Derek Carr to the Jets would be a nice fit. You could argue because the only thing they're missing is competent quarterback play. They've got a good defense. They've, they've got the pieces. They've they had great draft picks to build. Carl and Salah is a good coach. They just need competent quarterback play, and one could say that's about what Derek Carr's definition is. These two guys are gone. What did they mean, and what does it mean for the program next? We're going to talk about it coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Georgia draws first blood. Ball to the end zone. Bowers, touchdown. And Bennett continues to dazzle. And Brock Bowers showing that he is one of the elite athletes in this sport. Yeah, he's been good since the first day he stepped on campus. Um, was amazing as a as a freshman. Um, turns right back around as a sophomore. You know, the, the rule, by the way, for those who don't know, is three years removed from high school before you can declare to go to the NFL. And, you know, a lot of that has to do with the, the physical 
you know, makeup of a young man's body, uh, the maturity level and all of that. I, I, everybody always says, well, you can do it in the NBA. It's different, you know, in the NFL. And if you're telling me 18-year-old guys are going up against 26, 27, 30-year-old guys in the NFL, it's just different. And I, I wish Brock Bowers, Mike, could go to the league right now because he's got nothing else to prove in, yeah, in college football. He's got that Kittle-Kelsey thing that everybody, to your point, is looking for in that uh, you know that wide receiver hybrid, which has become the dominant piece now in so many NFL offenses. He fits that perfectly. And then the other thing is Darnell Washington. Now, he can go. He's a junior. So Darnell Washington had to deal with the injury. And I'd be curious to see how if that hampers him at all with the combine. Before you know it, Carl, Super Bowl, and then it's combine. But Darnell Washington, a, a super t- – it's like having Carl Malone. You know, or it is. with a bigger butt, you know, out there at tight end if you're an NFL, you know, offensive coordinator, all the things he can do with that body. Uh, he played last night. He wasn't himself, right? He I was worried when he got hit low, too. Yeah. I was afraid for a second that would be a bad buddy. He was able to shake it off. I, and I just think, Mike, that came down to the coach. This is my last game. Like, you know, this, this, this is, I'm done. So I'm going to go play and whatever I can give you. And, and I appreciate that. Kirby Smart was talking about uh, his son. And and if you've not heard this, this is one of those (laughs) moments that you go, this is where you know this is a family because his son is around the team a lot, obviously, as a coach. And if you, um, you know, if you played or whatever, your coach's kids usually were around. And I think this is something you get close to these kids, you get close to the players. And Kirby mentioned this about his son last night. Tell you a quick story. I walked into my little, they got a real nice head coach's office in that room over there. And I don't know if Stetson knows this, but I walked in and my 10-year-old son, Andrew's balling. And I was like, oh, no, somebody's hurt his feelings. Somebody's thrown him down. Somebody's done something to him. I said, why are you crying? You're going to ruin my moment. He said, Stetson's leaving. <laughs> Stetson's gone. I said, he's 25 years old. He's got to go. Got to leave. But he's balling about Stetson being gone. And <laughs> I love that stuff, man. Yeah, he was like, he's got to leave the house at some point. You got to leave the nest. You got to go fly. And Kirby also did say that he believes his man, as we've been talking about, deserves a shot at the next level too. Yeah, let's hear him talk about it because That's he was asked. <laughs> he was asked about it. And by the way, you ever hear Kirby that animated? No. No. Well, he can be enemies. He'll be like this for no. about ten days, and then he'll no. be right back to doing what he does. No, he doesn't. He doesn't let you in on this stuff. It's the same thing we think about Nick Saban. Oh, he's so serious. He's all the time. They're not. They're fun guys. They can be fun. There's no. This the belief that they're just serious all the time. I love seeing that from Kirby Smart. But, Mike, here he is talking about what you said. Should Stetson get a shot in the league? When you got a quarterback that can do the protections and check things and know what the defense is doing but yet still beat you with your feet, you got a high-level quarterback. And people have slept on Stetson Bennett for too long. He needs an opportunity to play for a long time at the next level. Mm. Now, when he says a long time, again, Guys, there are a lot of guys who've made a lot of money and had big contributions to teams as backups. Right. He's not saying he's going to be a starter and an elite Super Bowl winner, but if you're telling me that he doesn't deserve an opportunity, I think last night, hopefully that changed your mind. If you hadn't changed, you know, if you hadn't been there already. But, Mike, let's talk about what they're losing on defense because two guys have already said we're not coming back Jalen Carter, Keely Ringo. By the way, Keely Ringo held Quentin Johnston to one ball, three, three yards. yards. Last night. And you and I, look, I, as we said to start the show, we, we gave you all the different matchups and potential issues for Georgia if this was going to be a problem, but it wasn't a problem. But that's a guy that we were told was going to be a big force in this game. Non-factor. So those guys are going to move on to the NFL. It's uh, gone. <laughs> uh, both putting out statements, talking about the last three years and, you know, thanking all the people there. Um, the other guys are going to lose, right? Chris Smith, he came back mm-hmm. last year. Nolan Smith, 
We're just talking about the defensive side. And then Robert Beal. All those guys are also going to go. But Jalen Carter, guys, they're saying again, and we will see, he could be the number one pick in the NFL draft this year. Yeah, I mean, the Bears may want to try to trade out of that position because they don't need the quarterback. But, uh, I mean, Will Anderson has already been linked. Jalen Carter's already, to your point, been linked to the Bears. Uh, and then you'd be, there'd be a number of quarterbacks selected in the next couple of spots. But, yeah, Jalen Carter, he, and he certainly I – mean, not that he needed redemption after the Ohio State game, but he certainly looked like the big factor we thought he was going to be in that game. He, he really showed out. Um, and what do you think about Keely Ringo? I mean, I, I've heard mixed, mixed bag reports on – what people think about him. I'm going to wait to talk to some of the guys once we get closer to some of these drills, Mike, the, the combine and individual workouts. I still think Keely Ringo is going to be in the league. I think he'll be a top pick as well. When I say that, I'm talking about a first rounder. I think he's got first round grade on him, but I want to see what the workouts look like. But is he better suited to be a safety in the NFL? And let me just run with this because I've heard, you know, Rusty Manziel's talked about on the Steakhouse. I've heard old hair helmet Mel Kuyper's mm-hmm. talked about this mm-hmm. when he was breaking down some of the guys playing in this game is the ability to swing. You know, it's the old Mel Kuyper thing. Move the hips. Swivel your hips. And is Ringo a little stiff in that department? He obviously has one of the greatest interceptions in Georgia history last year against Bama, and you've seen his resume. But is he is he going to be that impactful? I mean, I, I just wonder, would he be better suited playing perhaps a safety in some type hybrid position where he's called on for coverage in an NFL defense? Um, uh, he had, what, a pick against Tennessee. I think he had one in Kentucky. Last night he holds arguably the guy that's going to be the first wide receiver off the board to a ball and three catches and or three a, yards. And that's a resume builder for being one of the top quarters taken, to your point. And, and, and here's the other part. What does Kirby say about Keely Ringo when they talk to him and say, Coach, what, what are we getting here? And he's going to tell them, I think, he's the guy that has always persisted to want to have the number one guy on the other team. Whoever they've played, mm-hmm. I want to go guard and defend the number one guy. Their defense doesn't work that way, but that's what Keely Ringo prides himself on. So, Mike, it is interesting how the league looks at him and mm-hmm. what he is. That may be two different things. And again, I'm not trying to give you all the Mel, you know, the Mel Kiper, Mike Mayock stuff, but it has been come up that the hips may be too stiff to the elite level receivers you're going to see week in, week out in the NFL. That would be the only argument. But again, you know, you, if you like him and you feel that he's a guy that plugs in and can do all those things and he's a leader and yada yada. He's a guy that will probably go top 15. Now, last night it was Javon Bullard. He ends up leaving in the first half, but he had two picks. And the reason he left, if you didn't know, collarbone came out. He wasn't going to return. Yeah. Kirby th- talked about them. another example of Georgia toughness. Having to pop it back in and still wanting to stay on the field. They can't keep him off the field. Those two picks, though, were huge, man. At the timing when they came last night, and, and again, guys, it's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're talking about the Dogs, the national championship. He got the defensive player of the game. And, and deservingly so. It, Mike, he could have came back and maybe got another one. I mean, the way they were pressuring Duggan, and he was throwing in the pressure. He was making ill-advised decisions because he was, he was flustered. He was flustered all night, so it was like when he was getting rid of the ball, he was throwing it into coverage. But, yeah, I thought Javon Bullard's two two picks were huge at the moment when they happened. Javon Bullard patrolling the deep middle of the field. The one at the end of the half, though, right? That Mm. just was like you just put the dagger in him. (laughs) This was like any hope that TCU had was gone. I mean, that was the game. Game over, man. That was it. Game over. (laughs) Like an aliens. Yeah, that was it. And and it was unbelievable. And then Duggan, I got to be honest for you. I felt, I did, I felt sorry. I mean, it is what it is. I felt sorry for Duggan. That guy, he literally looked like a guy that got hit by a truck on the sideline. When When you get those reaction shots, him taking off the helmet. Chuck mentioned this, and I saw it as well. I don't know how much attention you guys are paying to it. Early in the game, TCU's O-line looked gassed. And they weren't even attempting to finish blocks. Like, 
I saw one time, you know, a guy came off the edge and one of the tackles just kind of put a hand on him and just let him go. And I was like, where's the effort? Right? You're in the national championship game. Yeah. Now, were they overwhelmed? Were they, you know, shocking all, as you said, by the size and the speed of Georgia? Maybe. But I, I just thought at that point in the game, we're talking about the second quarter, I was like, these guys are tired. They, they're not blocking anybody. This is about to be a long game for Max Duggan. And the other thing on the flip side of it, we mentioned this earlier, the innovation within the, the week's period between the Ohio State game and how different Georgia looked in this game. How about the sugar huddle, breaking the huddle so fast? On one of the touchdowns, TCU not even set. Corners, linebackers, everyone completely out of position, completely gassed. Two, the Stetson-Bennett sweep where you got you got a tackle looking for someone to hit. Yeah, two guys, a running back and a tackle, and there was no one to hit on TCU because they're they were so swept in by the pre pre snap motion they were going the other way. When you are trying to adjust to players, and, and I'll just say this from a simplistic standpoint, you watch film and you say, "Hey, we've got to know where number sixteen is." And when sixteen comes out of the huddle, guys on the defensive side are saying, "16, I got it right here," and you're trying to find him and line up. But when they break the huddle so fast, Mike, and you are now attempting to line up based on how your defense is run with personnel they have on the field, you get mm. caught slipping. And that's what happened on that. Literally, guys are looking around like, oh, there goes number 84. I need to be over there. And you're caught. The ball's already hiked. I felt so bad. Uh, if you didn't see it. Uh, TCU's head coach. You see when they, when they had the Lad McConkey score? And you see – He looked good, by the way, yeah, last night. He did look healthy, too. He looked good. But he scores. And Sonny Dykes, they, they shoot over to the crowd. He goes, wow. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Chris? He literally just goes, wow. You know, and that's it. Game over, man. And then that brings us to halftime. And then Pollock telling Nick Saban, you're over, Saban. George is the new news. <laughs> but Tom with another touchdown catch. They are still scoring, folks. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Dog reports coming up. It's all dogs. It's all day. And why not, guys? Back to back. It's pretty damn special. It just is. And I hope for Georgia fans, just revel in it. Don't brag. No reason to. Everybody in the country knows you got the best team right now. Just just enjoy it because this is a really cool moment. Coming up, we got Yeah Man, No Man coming up next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Something we're going to talk about coming up in 20 minutes. As excited as we are, and rightfully so, about what we saw last night from Georgia and the fact that they'll be the number one ranked team going into next season. What was the rest of the country thinking? We'll talk about it coming up. But right now it's time for Yeah Man, No Man. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like we should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida. Kennesaw State. And gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> it's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce, Bigger, Better, Boulder. I'm guessing that Bo has a few things on his mind, Mike. I'm just guessing. Yeah, he was in full uh, internet mode, I should say, uh, social media mode last night, battling with folks. Can you tell me what was going on? Now, I, I wasn't, I was trying to focus on the game, and then the game was out of hand, and then I was talking with other people. I did not see this argument or dispute. What happened? Well, first off, uh, has anybody heard from Eric Ainge today? Nope. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of haters out there for Stetson. Man. It, Unbelievable. Hey, let's let's go ahead. Let's let's clear. Let's let's just put put it out there. Everyone knows that I didn't go to Georgia, and I didn't grow up pulling for Georgia. Therefore, I am not a Georgia fan. I am a person that does radio in Atlanta, and I cover the team to an extent. I'm a, I cover the Falcons more, but I do cover Georgia football to an extent. We talk about it. The the, the Stetson hate. Drives me nuts because I've seen guys in this city. I'm not going to name no one named names, Michael. But I have seen people in this city who played for teams in the city who did nothing or contributed very, very marginally to mm-hmm. championships who are her- heralded as gods or who did nothing and have statues. And I see a guy in Athens who's won two national titles, has been one of the best big game quarterbacks. In recent college football history. You're damn right. Mm-hmm. And he is treated like some bum off the street he who's ain't no done bum. nothing. He ain't no bum. And so when Stetson drops back and has pressure in to his blind side and immediately feels it, rolls around Whoop. the pressure mm-hmm. on third and like 12, and then when the gap is closing at the first down marker, he dives for it. And and then the next and then he went on to score on that play. I think he ran it in on that one. And I, I just I just tweeted, you know, something along the lines of, yeah, you know, Stetson Bennett just being a system quarterback with that twelve yard <laughs> scramble for. I mean, you know, and people just lose their mind. They I got guys telling me that Jacob Eason was was the reason Georgia went seven and five in two thousand fifteen. No, it was Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb who carried that team. Right. Get your blank and blank out of here with that garbage nonsense. I'm not some random eye clown yep. who just got on and started watching football in this city, okay? Let's he give is, the guys do. He is the executive producer of Falcons Radio Network. He is the assistant brand manager. And you don't get that title, Carl, as being the producer of the top-rated sports show in Atlanta without knowing a few things about the game of football. Well, listen, I, I get it. How's that, Squid? Uh, Put that I on your tape. It. I, I, <laughs> it's just stuff that had to be said. It needed to be said. It needed, so let's it say did. it. It pained me to say it. I, uh, I, I totally get where you're coming from with this. And this is that moment where, you know, everybody talks about, I'm keeping receipts. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of receipts that were kept. 
there were a lot of receipts about what this kid was, what how good could he be in these moments. Guys, for me, this whole argument ended last year. Like, I don't know why you would even go there after what he was able to prove and do last year against a better Alabama team. Well, you know what it is, Carl, is these these are the people that said, all right, you won your little title. You didn't do anything. Get out of here. Let's let a real quarterback take over. And Setson said, no, nah, man, I'm going to run this black. I'm going to run it back. Yeah. And he did. He ran it back. And now, now all they can say is, yeah, well, anybody could have done it. Are you just a system quarterback? <laughs> I mean, it's like, dude, get real. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you know, it's one thing if you're Brad Johnson, who I love Brad. Brad was a Florida State quarterback, but he was a quarterback for that great Tampa Bay defense that won the Super Bowl. Sure. You know, and beat a bad Raiders team. And, and you're thinking about, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the, the easiest ones is the is what the Ravens were able to do. I mean, you, you know, that's one of those teams that had good run game. You had Jamal Lewis. You had this lights-out defense with everybody going to Canton. So, yeah, a Trent Dilfer can, can ride shotgun on that and be the, and the winner. But – this guy made plays. If you didn't see the guys, if Stetson Bennett's not quarterback, they don't beat Missouri and then yep. come from behind That's win. Right. They're not there. I mean, I, I mean, it's. I don't think they beat Tennessee. And I just, I hate to see. Look, I learned by the time I was a senior in high school, I couldn't hit the curveball. I had no future at organized baseball. I see guys like Mackenzie Milton and Eric Ainge. It's almost like you're you're crapping on this guy because you I could, that could have been me. Right. I could have done that. I mean, let's embrace what this guy did. It's an amazing story, and I think it's just so. So you think they're jelly? Yeah, it's it's so 2023 crap to see guys pulling this stuff who should know. I mean, maybe they should know better. Maybe they don't. Maybe well, nobody knows better anymore. Much. But Mackenzie Milton one's the one that kind of put kind of put me over. The, I mean, I saw that. I'm like, okay. So every championship, and would the Braves have won the twenty-one title if Trevor Bauer doesn't get happen to happen to him? Because that would have been another stud pitcher that they would have to face in the playoffs. I mean, you could do that about every championship ever. You can go say, "Well, they don't win it if this doesn't happen." Mm. That that's part of it. Uh, but Mackenzie Milton putting out there that now, brother, for the guys who don't remember, he's a UCF quarterback whose knee turns to spaghetti, has to sit out a year, yeah. and winds up at Florida State for one year, and then never. And, 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 and this is who you were arguing with. Well, I, he he said something. He said that Georgia wouldn't have won. And I don't. By the way, I don't care if Georgia wins titles, but you know, Georgia doesn't win if James Williams, Jameson Williams doesn't get hurt, and, and Marvin Harrison Jr. doesn't get hurt. And I go, dude, you had a parade for a championship you didn't win. That's Literally, true. that's true. You see, you, you yeah. beat Auburn in the uh, Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. Yeah. You crowned yourselves national champions, ranked number what twelve? Yeah, that that's true. Yeah. It's yeah. Dukes and Bell. It's yeah, man, no man. These are all things that happened last night as people were playing out, watching the game, and 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 you know when you are on top now. This is what Kirby was talking about. You're going to get these random shots from people who just want to bring Georgia down now. For so long, it was they'll never win. Now it's we're winning and we're crushing it, and now you're getting these shots where people just want to bring you down because it's not them. It's not their, their school or their program. And I get the SEC thing. Trust me. I've been around it my whole life. But the fact is – Right now, there's nothing negative you can right. say about what's going on with and Georgia. I always say to Bama fans, I'm sorry, did Jamison Williams play corner on those touchdown throws that's in Bennett made? I mean, that's part of it. I mean, th- this year, Alabama, you've got no argument. You lost to Tennessee, and you lost to LSU. And I'm sorry, that's the way the cookie crumbled. If you want to get back in it, all I see from Alabama fans every week is I'm bellyaching about their offensive and defensive coordinators. So I'm, I'm, you got to respect where Georgia is right now because they're on top of the with all the things we've touched on. And i got to be honest, Alabama, 
You know, they, they go in the portal to go get their they, Gibbs they got from the portal. They did. They, they got did. their best wide receiver from the portal last year. That wasn't old school. Now, again, you can do it many ways these days. But Saban, please, Kirby, you're looking up at him right now. That's right, Nick. I love what Pollock did last night. And, by the way, nobody was more critical of Kirby Smart in this town, I don't think, than me his first five years. Oh, you years. and I. Remember, guys used to get on us for being too critical of Kirby. He well, deserved it. Well, yes. And here was the narrative, okay? This is, this is the, the, the why we did it. You brought him here. This wasn't supposed to be what Mark Rick did. We'd been there and done that. When you hired him, he came with the credentials of a four-time national champion defensive coordinator working for the best coach in college football. He comes over. It's supposed to be better. Now it is. Now you can truly say he's been here and look how much better the program is. But Mike and I were like, why are we satisfied with like, oh, well, we'll just win in that, uh, the SEC East. whoop de doo like, that is not the goal at this point. And even going into next season, Mike, now that you've put 15 guys in the NFL, rolled it back, and came back and won another national title, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear any excuses about how many guys are going to go in the NFL this year. And I don't think it'll be as many as we saw last year. That was a special, talented team. But even if they put seven guys in and everybody goes, oh, Georgia lost seven guys in the NFL, it doesn't matter. Yeah. This is why Kirby is here. And it can't because they don't have as many. This is a much younger team. By the way, I watched the college football championship game last night differently than I've ever watched it before. How'd you do it? We got a buddy of ours who's in our uh, in our neighborhood, Chris. So he's technically a neighbor. And um, does he have a golf cart? Uh, no, I have a golf cart. Oh, I took well, the we golf, know that. I took the golf cart there. Me and uh, me and my neighbor across the Andrew and then uh, our and little Harley. Family. We took the golf cart over there. Yeah, but he just put a pull in. Okay. And wow. He sent he sends a text to the group and I'll give Blake a shout out because he had us all over and had pizza and stuff. He goes, hey, guys, let's watch the game. My house, uh, he's a big Georgia fan. He goes, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have the pool heated oh. for the night. And I go, dude, I ain't getting no pool watching the game. So you get over there, and I, t- you know, I took towels and I took you know, a yeah. suit just in case. Were there any uh, toppings on the pizza, by the way? Were there girls in the pool? It was like one of these like wild swinger OTP parties. Where'd this thing go, man? No, no, Mike. I don't live in Bridge Mill. Okay, I didn't hit a ball in a in a in a, in a pool and go in the pool or anything. This isn't your story. Um, so we go over there and the, we're sit, I'm just sitting in the pool watching a 50, 60s. I don't know, probably at seventy because it was much bigger than fifty. Uh, inch TV and just watching the College Football National Championship game in like a pool that was like ninety degrees. Nice. He did. Uh, I was only. Probably the only person I know that uh, watched the game in a pool with a beanie on <laughs> drinking some vodka. It's, it's but not, it was pretty cool. It is nice, isn't it? Yeah. And by the way, your neighbor spent a lot of money to heat that pool up. I'm going to tell you that right oh, now. Oh, I know. That's why I, okay. that's why I gave him a, a first-name shout Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having the heated pool is not cheap. But I'll say this. It is cool to be in there. And the weather last night looks chilly. So, you know, you get that 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 whole thing where you get in and it's warm and you're warm and you want to stay in. And you never want to. The problem is you got to get out. Got to get out. Yeah. Some point. Yeah, it was. Um, now I will say that it was a, and I got to take a golf cart home. Hmm. So wearing a terry cloth robe. Definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely a mad. I had sweatpants with me. It was definitely a mad dash getting home. Um, the the funny thing is, is he's superstitious, and all these guys are. They're all Falcons and Georgia fans, and it's like thirty. Was it like thirty-one seven or something a half. Yeah, and, yeah. Everybody's freaking out. And uh, he's like, all right, everybody, stop talking like this game is over. Oh, it's over. And I was like, man, this game is so over because I'm not a Georgia fan. So I'm just, I'm just getting, dude. Dude, there's no way TCU comes back. This is mm. this is the most done deal I've ever seen, and he was getting so upset. He's like, y'all stop that. I'm a Falcon. I know what happened. 
everybody. We said this yesterday when one of our callers called in, and we're going to take your phone calls, by the way, coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Just want to hear from dog fans where you're at as far as how you're feeling. How, how, have, you, how have you expressed this today? Everybody's talking about it at work, uh, on social media. So we'll, we'll get your calls. But, Bo, I will say this. The, the concern and the worry, Mike and I mentioned this yesterday, for the dogs, you got to get over that. For the Braves, you got to get over that. Mm. Mike said the only team right now that's got to get back to the Super Bowl and win it is the Falcons, right? And that one, one, at one point when we do that, then we'll – is it exercise or exercise? You exorcise your demons. You yeah. exercise on the treadmill. And those demons will go away. But dog fans, you can't – we're done with that. Kirby doesn't blow games, guys. Right. And this is something that, you know, we talk about the big picture here about Atlanta sports, and I have saw some guys arguing with stake today on social media. Georgia is not Atlanta. Well, yeah, it kind of is, guys. No, it is. It's, come on. It that's is. the stupidest semantics argument. You got alumni that live here all over Metro Atlanta. It's interconnected, okay? When Let me say, tell you, Texas, University of Texas is, right. is Texas. Correct. It's in Austin. But it's Texas. Dallas, it's Houston. Right. Well, yeah. that's probably the same guy that tried to tell me that I'm not from the city of Atlanta, even though I was born in East Point. <laughs> Again, so, I, I mean, I, what do these clowns know? I have lost track of how many people you are arguing with. I was arguing with a guy about Pat McAfee last night. I was like, look, I like Pat McAfee's reference, yeah. but enough. Dial it. Give him a freaking riddle in already. It's too much. It's too much. Didn't they take him off the halftime show? Was it he? He was on the pregame show, I guess, right? Because yeah. I did not see no, that. I get Literally, it. when I turned yeah. it on, Mike, they were running that. That amazing intro where they were looking back at all the college football moments. I didn't see any of the stuff that might have happened. What did I miss? No, just I, look. I respect his show, and he's carved out a tremendous niche. And you remember ESPN? He bet on himself doing his own thing. And I love irreverence. I hate stuffiness. But I mean, there's a point where I'm, I'm not getting any content. It's just nonsense. Mm. And I love nonsense. But to me, it's just like it's like. And I get it for guys eighteen to thirty four. <laughs> it's what nonsense. they want. They just because uh, that's where the bar is so far down. Where McAfee is now the hottest thing on television. Yeah. yeah. But I'm watching this last night. And I'm like, what are you even doing? I switched to his channel for like thirty seconds. I mean, that's it. I'm, oh, I they can't. had they had their own broadcast. Yeah. Yeah, they were down on the okay. sideline or okay. something. Um, I told you yesterday, or two days ago, I'm a traditionalist. Oh, I, I'm watching the game. Let's not kill the people that love nonsense. That's why this segment's no, got two sponsors. Sense. Everyone loves nonsense. I'm nonsense. Let's go. That's why people follow me on Twitter for the nonsense, the fun, the camaraderie, and the arguing. And by the way, this is not nonsense. My W sauce, mm. America's Worcestershire sauce, it's bigger, better, bolder. Get over to WSauce.com and find a retailer near you. And don't forget, all your CBD needs, uh, I know I've been using it. For my back, when I'm playing a little golf, and now the golf's about to ramp up, Carl, the knee's going to get hurt, and so I'll use some of that bomb yeah, on there. Yeah. Mm. com. Use the code SQUIDBILLY10. You'll get 10% off all your CBD needs. Turtle, glad to have you back. Not to hit my music. <laughs> While the dogs are blowing this game wide open, what was the rest of the country thinking? We're going to talk about it as part of our dog report coming up. UGA is favored already to win next year's title. Wait, slow down. Can't we enjoy this one first? It's Dukes and Bell. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 